Welcome back to Craftcast, the Freemasons podcast. I'm James, joined in the studio by... Stephen. Sean. And a very special guest host today... Mitch. Thanks for having me. Great to have you, Mitch. How's it been getting down here today? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm only in West London, so I'm not too bad. Uh, Only Chiswick, yeah. About 35 minutes, 40 minutes, but yeah, it's been fine. Thanks. So what have we been up to recently, guys? Not a great deal. Actually, I have something quite deep to share, guys. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's not told us this, so I'm scared now. I thought I'd I'd, I'd save you the surprise. The other day I was on TikTok, as I generally As dangerous. Deep stories. (laughs) And I saw this video of, it was like this really old recording of some guys from like a hundred years ago and they're staring into the camera and the caption that came with it was these people stared into a camera 120 years ago and had no idea that 120 years later you would be staring back at them which i was like wow that's crazy and it got me thinking we're doing this we're doing this podcast Mm -hmm. people are going to be able to listen to this forever our voices have been like immortalized for history saying this <laughs> that is very deep that is quite deep yeah, yeah. It? it just it just got me thinking so really when you ask me what i've been up to it's sort of philosophical uh he's been on tiktok is what he's, <laughs> yeah. what he's telling us I, and, and that's how people do philosophy i, I never <laughs> thought i would TikTok. hear yeah i never thought i'd hear the words tiktok and deep philosophy in the same sentence so you've illuminated me ai there we go thanks thanks for the lesson sean <laughs> how are you Stephen? uh yeah fine thank you went uh went over to germany recently um, so been been traveling lots, uh, which is rather pertinent for our conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. Top segue. Is that work or pleasure? Uh, pleasure. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you go? I'm a big uh, German fan. Near 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 Frankfurt, uh, Darmstadt. So so went uh, went away for Easter uh, to visit my girlfriend and uh, and yeah, had a lovely Easter. Any Easter eggs? Lots of Easter eggs. Did an Easter Easter egg hunt, and uh, and in fact uh, beat. Uh, her sister and her sister's boyfriend. Uh, so just shout out to them that they've lost the Easter egg hunt because <laughs> they will li- they will listen Not to this. He's such a so competitive. He's a gold medal winning Easter egg hunter. That's what it is. And Mr. Mitch, yes. welcome of course to Craftcast. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me in this lovely room. Who knew this room existed? In the depths yeah. of Freemasons Hall. What was this room? I was like a Freemasons Hall because it's so old. What was yeah. this room prior to? A studio. Uh, I believe this used to be the Metropolitan Grand Secretary's office. Really? I I, I mean, I don't know that for sure. Yeah, very nice. Matthew Christmas, if you're listening, you will need to verify that. The current Metropolitan Grand Secretary, they've obviously moved. But, yeah, I think it used to be David Swain's office when he was Met Grand Secretary. It's a lovely little room. It is. Very professionally done as well. No expense spared. (laughs) Some expense. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Some expense spared. Should we segue very delicately onto our topic for today's podcast, James? Yeah, I think so. So I was segueing, and you just took it you off did, track and you again. You did a very good segue about Thank you. visiting. Yeah. yeah, ten out of ten for effort. I'll, give you, you. I'll give you ten Appreciate out of ten it. for effort. But yes, today we're going to be talking about visiting, Masonic visiting. So the act of going and spending time at a lodge meeting of a lodge you're not a member of, either in your own province, a different province, or as I'm sure we'll get onto overseas. Mm. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about visiting, uh, an idea brought to me by Brother Keith Hounsell uh, of Loyalty Lodge number 243 in the province of Guernsey and Alderney. Um, an excellent idea, I think, to talk about the process, the procedure of visiting, um, because there is a procedure to be had, uh, and also the benefits, you know, the the, the joys of visiting others, um, because it's something we talk about a lot 
uh, at the dinner at the festive board after the meetings but not necessarily something we talk about uh, in in general not something we've talked about too much on on this podcast uh, and i'm sure uh, with our guest host we'll also have some anecdotes thrown in somewhere along the way for the non-masons listening though what is visiting so you have your lodge that you have joined and that you're a member of but it, it's essentially visiting going to a uh, another lodge that is uh, not your own not one that you're a member of uh, and attending a meeting and hopefully a festive board afterwards as well um, and enjoying the company of, of other masons that you probably haven't met or, or at least aren't in your own lodge and you don't see on a regular basis I'll be honest with you, I didn't know I could visit for about the first three years of, of being wow. a Freemason. Yeah. So I was just like, my Masonic experience was four meetings a year at Greenwich Meridian. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't until someone said, oh, do you want to come and visit my lodge? And I said, am I allowed oh, to? Lodge, yeah. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and I did, and it was, it was, it was brilliant. It was nice to, you know, broaden your Masonic experience and the people that you're meeting and even just meeting in different places, going to meetings in other places is is interesting and good fun. Yeah. But as our podcast visitor, Mitch, I know you do a hell of a lot of visiting. Good segue. Used to, yeah, used to do quite a lot. Um, so initially a, a Wiltshire Mason through and through uh, from Swindon. So uh, everybody knows Swindon, right? Oh, I yeah. don't know. I'm from yeah. Gibraltar. I don't know Swindon. Apart from, <laughs> apart from <laughs> you. <laughs> Geography's not great in Gibraltar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're very lucky in the province of Wilts because... I think we're 43, 44 lodges, so very manageable. Um, and Wiltshire itself isn't hugely, you know, big, so you can get around it. There's lots of lodges that you can you, you can go to and visit. A really good experience, um, and again, for for many reasons, like the consistency of meetings. If you if you're used to going to one a week, one every fortnight, you can. Um, generally speaking, the provincial lodges are slightly different to London lodges. I'm not quite sure how they compare to district lodges, but we meet every second Friday. Uh, Royal Sussex Lodge of Emulation number 355. Give that a bit of a shout. Name drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I imagine that's because it's an emulation lodge. Normally emulation lodges meet more frequently, don't they? Yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, and a provincial thing, because then coming to London and, and, you know, finding out that, you know, three, four times a year is max, yeah. and, you know, mm. that, that is that was quite a bit of a, yeah. a, a difference for me and something I couldn't quite get used to mm. because you like the, the, the joys of provincial masonry meeting every month as it were you know eight mm -hmm. times a year is that you can sort of hone your craft learn something for the next month as opposed to you know we have a huge summer break of like mm -hmm. six seven months and then you tend to take your foot off the gas well i do anyway hone your craft that's a good one it yeah. is a good one uh, it's, it's, it's the same in warwickshire though actually more closely aligned to london most warwickshire lodges only meet six to eight times a year whereas mm. provinces like wiltshire so once every two weeks cornwall i think east lancashire as well correct me if i'm wrong mm. email into us but i think you know some lodges up there meet once a fortnight maybe even more frequently so geographically it really does depend yeah, yeah in, in, i mean my mother lodge um we meet eight times a year yeah. Um, so yeah. once a month with a with a summer yeah, recess, exactly and the same. not New Year, yeah. basically. So, but the benefits are, of course, where visiting comes in so useful. It, during that summer break, we have summer lodges, so we'll only yeah, predominantly nice meet idea. in the summer, mm. uh, and then they're four times a year. So they're not very often, but you've got one in June, August, September, mm. whatever it is. We we can't really do that. It's too hot. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I can't wear a suit in that weather. <laughs> no, you take your gloves. I take your gloves off. But, yeah, <laughs> but again, it gives you that consistency. Especially we've just initiated a chat in April, so now we don't go back until October, and it's a really then good point to say, right, you, you ought to go and see. An yeah. initiation go mm. and see what you've you've just gone through you can then go to another lodge yeah. and see it um, and 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 i think i think with visiting when you do your ceremony is quite 
an important part because you there's so much information that you receive yeah. when you go through any ceremony that you, you don't really get the full effects of it w- until you see someone else go through that ceremony and you get yeah. to see it from a different perspective like most things yeah. in life until you see it from a different perspective yeah. it's quite difficult to fully grasp it so i think mm. visiting is a really good opportunity to do that because in yeah. some lodges you might get one candidate every few months rather than one candidate a meeting so an initiate won't see the initiation ceremony in their own lodge in a lot of lodges yeah you know for five six months that, whereas that, if you yeah. visit and go and find one i mean i saw for me it was really interesting i think it was literally the day after or it was the, certainly the same week i went to uh, an irish constitution lodge which we have in, at home in gibraltar mm. and and watched an initiation from with their with their ceremony mm. and that was really interesting for me to see it and i was trying to notice the differences and, and that really gave me a, an immediate grasp mm. on what was going on yeah i think that's often the context of visiting is introduced and in initiates isn't it I mean, yeah, that's probably the best piece of advice I would give to a new initiate is to not that you go received it yourself. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't <laughs> at all. Um, but go and see another one, because the other thing is, if you're an, if you're an initiate, and then the next meeting is a second degree, and the next meeting after that's a third, you're not going to be in most of those mm-hmm. following two meetings because you're going to be sat outside, aren't you? So yeah. actually, visiting, going out, visiting another lodge, seeing another initiation, so that you're part of it, you're involved. Gives you an, a chance to engage, and yeah. it does, and and it just means that you're getting your your um, masonic experience, as they say. The benefits of also visiting is the fact each lodge is very and uh, not very different in lots of uh, largely the same but the, the they're quirky they're different yes. they have different styles of how they like to go about things where we were consecrated in 1818 Royal Sussex so wow. we're very we're, we sort of preconceived oh. the, 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 <laughs> yeah the, the, the books the blue book that we, we we learn our ritual from sort of came afterwards so mm. our ritual is slightly different so we get given a book when yeah. we we join they're like don't really pay attention to that we'll send you a pdf <laughs> you and know we're actually yeah. what it is so you know we're largely the same we're still emulation but we are slightly different and that is the excitement like you go somewhere to like bristol and it's mm. it, it's hugely different again uh, and the way they do it it's, it's all about that excitement what you're going to learn who you're going to meet um doing something else somewhere else i i think that's a really good point because in in general i think we focus a lot of the as uh, as we should i guess a lot of the focus leans on meeting other people and and even when i just said it you you meet other people and you you go to places that you otherwise wouldn't and etc but in terms of the actual ceremony and actually in the lodge that that's a big difference as well and seeing different it's really interesting and and a lot of people join and and even if they don't join for it, they stay for the interesting ceremony mm. and the the things that they learn about Freemasonry in general and the history behind it, etc. And you learn so much from visiting. You might learn, you know, just something new that's true in your own lodge that you just haven't noticed because it's a different environment now um, that you're in, or it might be an entirely different way of doing things, different p- piece of ritual. Like I said, seeing an Irish constitution ceremony that was so different to to mine. Yeah, so I think that's a really good point. I think the, the, the idea of seeing different types of ritual, like you both said, is, is is crucial as well, particularly if you're maybe, let's call them a longer in the truth mason. You're a master mason or you're an installed master. So you've, you've seen all the ceremonies multiple times, but actually to go to a different province perhaps, like we'll always call it out going to Bristol and seeing the way that they work, both in the craft and in the Royal Arch. Bristol's the only province in the Royal Arch that does something called the Ceremony of the Vales, Mm. um, which is a very unique ceremony, which you won't see anywhere else in the Constitution. Um, And uh, that alone is an excuse to go down uh, and to visit them. I went down last year to watch a third-degree ceremony at the Scoutcraft Lodge, 
with my New and Young Masons Club. And actually that was amazing because for those listening that know the third degree story, it's the same. There's a lot more theatre and a lot more drama involved with doing it, which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, and it gave me a new take and perspective on it. So it's just another reason to go. Yeah, definitely. And I they are vastly yeah. different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the common factor is that it's still Freemasonry. Yeah. The fundamental bits are still the same. Um, so it's, it's good to go out. And especially, I meet a few people that are like, we don't visit because I, you know, I don't know anyone there. Like, well, that is the best mm-hmm. sort That's of situation the, yeah. to put yourself in. It's like going on holiday with a group of friends. You will just speak to that group of friends the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have a bit of time off and to be able to do some travelling uh, by myself. And I'm, you know, slightly out of my comfort zone. But because of that, I then talk to other people and I have to go out and mix. Otherwise, you know, it's me talking to myself the whole time. And I've met, you know, the best people in Lodge, in Freemasonry, you know, just travelling like that. I really love that because actually I think one thing that Freemasonry is very good at doing is putting you in uncomfortable situations, but in the right way, whether it's remembering a piece your questions and answers when you're going through the ceremonies you have to stand up in front of everybody and deliver that or delivering a toast at a festive board perhaps for the first time or responding to one Mm. and actually there can be a bit of anxiety about going to a lodge where you don't know anybody and meeting people but it gives you some important life skills as well the idea of doing that And, and so i totally agree with you mitch i think it's a great thing to do and that starts at the you know that starts at the festive board of your own lodge like try sitting somewhere else not with the same people you sit with yeah. because you know you, you might not know them from adam but the stories that they hold and the again the joys of freemasonry were also different but we have that one common factor and we, in our lodge we have ex-airline pilots plumbers binmen lawyers and so on and so forth we're all different but mm. we have that common interest and it, mm. we, we talk about everything and anything and it's so fascinating to find out where people have come from why they joined that's always a good question that i like why did you join like how did you get involved in Freemasonry? It's always a great starting point. Well, I, I think, um, I mean, even Sean, on a previous episode, you've mentioned that you were, I think it was at your initiation, you were sat next to some yes. elderly yeah, yeah, elderly yeah, yeah. gentleman yeah. Uh, who you said, you know, when you first sat down, you thought, there's no way I'm going to enjoy it. Like, we've got nothing to talk about. Yeah. And you ended up having a great conversation, oh, a great evening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's also uh, really a, an important part of visiting. I think we're talking about the sort of provincial differences. I remember... I was lucky enough to visit Mancroft Lodge number 6074 in Norfolk for an initiation a year or two ago. I went down there with uh, with Josh Worley. And I wasn't told at the time, but apparently in Mancroft Lodge, and I don't know if this is a provincial thing or this is a Norfolk thing or it's a Mancroft Lodge thing, but the response has to be sang. Really? Wow. To the toast. To the toast. Wow. Like if it wasn't difficult enough sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Imagine if you're first time going yeah. there, that would be scary. Which it was. <laughs> and me and Josh had to stand up and s- sing. Thank you, you know, to the Worshipful Master. Was for there a, is there a video? I, I certainly hope not. <laughs> uh, I was going on your I think all those phone screens just smashed <laughs> as I started singing. But I was like... I was like, oh my goodness, this is a bit different. But it was a good laugh and it was fun. And actually, no one's no one's sat there. You know, it's not Simon Cowell sat there judging your singing abilities. It, it's just a nice... And spoke to the guy after and he said, yeah, we've done it like that for <coughs> for, for, for centuries. You know, mm. it's that's a tradition that we've been following. And mm. it's like, wow, yeah, that's really nice, actually. Sorry about my singing voice, but that was really nice. How much notice did you get? Because in my experience, if you're a visitor going to a lodge, I'm just putting this out <laughs> there into the universe, you know what I'm about yeah. to say. You'll be sat there enjoying your dessert, and all of a sudden the lodge DC will come and tap you on the shoulder and go, oh, would, would you just mind uh, responding to the visitor's yes, toast? That is exactly, it was like that. I had about 30 seconds. And you have yeah. to sing it as well. Yeah. Wow. For those non-Masons that won't know, 
there's a toast to the initiate when you when you have uh, an initiation and you have to respond. So I'm I'm giving you warning if you're about to join that you will have to respond. It's nothing nothing to be scared of, no. but no. prepare something to say back and then put because, it back in your jacket pocket yeah. and use it for the next time. You can just change the names of the yeah. module and it works every time. Yeah. Well, Keep it brief. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't get that privilege despite the fact that both my parents are, ma- are masons. Mm. Neither of them told me until the moment I was supposed to stand up. <laughs> and, and my, and dad, so. my dad was on the top table with me. Deep end. And, and just turned around and went, nodded at me like, off you go. And I'm like, off I go, what? And he went, well, you've got to respond. Why didn't you tell me that? I thought it'd be entertaining. <laughs> so I didn't, I, I just got dropped in the deep end. <laughs> Love that. I think another nice thing about visiting as well is is the ability for you to go and support people, right? Mm. Because whether you're going into the chair for the first time or you've got a special occasion going on, actually to invite people to come and visit your lodge and to watch that occasion take place, um, it, you know, to support you, that's a really nice feeling and mm. brings you closer in Freemasonry. I actually remember you two, Sean and Stephen, came to support me when I was mm. promoted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good fun. Um, well, it, yeah, if something special is happening for yourself, it's nice to have people that you know that aren't members of your lodge or your district or province or whatever yeah. come and, or even constitution, you know, mm. come and visit mm. and, uh, and and support you in whatever you're doing. I mean, in Lodge Sine Nomine, number 10,000, uh, the next meeting, I believe 16th of June, mm-hmm. we, we've got a... a a multiple uh, raising a third degree yep. ceremony yep. and a lot of guys from Gibraltar are coming over oh, awesome. um, to because it's the same week as uh, a lot of Grand Lodge meetings mm. they're there anyway so they're yeah. going to stay stay and, oh, and support good. and come along to the meeting yeah. and that will I'm sure mean the world to me to, to yes. have those guys there and it'll be a piece of home there with me uh, when I'm doing that mm-hmm. and and certainly one thing I was going to say with, with visiting is that you, we, all this that we're saying we learn this and we learn that we can also then take that home to our lodges and to our provinces yep. and districts yes. and and take a little bit of something that we've learned somewhere else and and I think that's very much how traditions and information almost and the way that that we do things travels across the constitution I mm. guess yeah we've spoken about sort of visiting provincially and yeah. Stephen obviously in your case districts but James and Mitch, I know you guys, and Stephen, you might have done apologies if you have done this. Um, you guys have travelled and visited internationally, right? Abroad, you yeah. guys have been mm. to the States. and yep. What's that like? Because we sort of see American Freemasonry, just, just speaking American is where I know you guys have visited. So um, it's very different, isn't it? Even yep. in terms of, of what they wear, the regalia is different. Is that sort of a bit of a weird feeling? Because it's it's sort of a familiar surrounding of a of a of a temple, but yeah. but with differences, different <laughs> stuff going on. You know, it's it, it's different and it's the same. Sounds like a politician's answer, but when I went there, obviously I had to prove that I was a Freemason. So I took mm. my certificate with me. They looked at that. Oh my God, what is this? It's got a royal coat of arms <laughs> on it. It looks very impressive. Yeah. Um, because over there they just have like a dues card, like a credit card size <laughs> thing that goes in their wallet that says they've okay. paid up. Um, and then I had to prove myself that I knew the different signs, tokens, and, and words, and the masons listening will know what I mean. They were all the same. But then the meeting itself was very different. They all wear casual clothing. I was there in a, you know, a two-piece suit and a tie, and the worshipful master was wearing a polo shirt and a pair of jeans. Didn't have your Aston Villa shirt on. I didn't have my Aston Villa shirt on, no. How dare you. Um, 
but but it was amazing. Well, how dare you, more like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, they they actually did a third degree ceremony in, in a similar vein to what I was talking about with Bristol. It was very much more acted out, which I thought was fascinating. And the ceremony itself lasted like three hours, and oh, they wow. ate before the meeting. But it was just like a buffet, sit down, sit where you want. There was no formality to that okay. like there is here. But I actually really enjoyed it and yeah. looking forward to going back again. But Mitch, mm-hmm. you've had a similar experience. Uh, uh, America, uh, American Freemason in general is is very good. And again, it's it's very, it's not as old as, um, you know, Grand Lodge here in our constitution. But again, they are very keen. They're very into it. And, it's in, mm-hmm. and, you, and you're right, it is the same but different for instance, eating prior to, to the mm-hmm. meeting. But for them, it was it's more of a family-orientated. Freemasonry is more included in their day-to-day. Um, they had their wives there, their children, they're eating before uh, you know the chaps would then go and partake in Lodge, which was really mm-hmm. nice. I remember getting there and having Chipotle and like yeah. Italian takeout <laughs> yeah. for, for dinner prior, and I was like, oh, this is great. Like, help yourself. You know, I never paid for a, a thing, and, and it was very welcoming in that respect. Again, very different. Yeah, so some of them wore suits. You know, I went suited and booted as I only knew at mm-hmm. the time. Same. Representing, as representing well. a Grand Lodge, but it was. You know, they made me feel so welcome, and I've made so many great friends through this process. Uh, Derek Revis and Mark McNee a couple of really great guys I've met. Uh, I visited in Washington, D.C. Um, so managed to go to like the House of the Temple, so Washington's oh, wow, equivalent yeah. to cool. Grand Lodge. And it is a, a magnificent building. I actually had a meeting there. There was probably 30 of us, and it was it was really nice. Amazing. Again, wouldn't be, have that opportunity otherwise. And also, like, San Francisco, really, really friendly, much the same, and was able to, to meet and join in and, and share my experiences. And, and the best thing, sort of, like, I took, we, in our lodge, we wear a, we give a trowel to our entered apprentices mm. um, and there's a bit of ritual that goes with that and I don't see it very often so I, I took a trowel I got it engraved from our lodge and presented okay. it to the worship oh, master over there lovely, so again yeah. you, they will always have that they will in a hundred years time going back to what you said earlier you know, that they, they'll remember that opportunity I'll be at that time that'll be there yeah, but, that yeah. somebody went from you know foreign shores and, and gave them something to as, really as a memento nice. but, mm. um, a, a really fantastic experience it, it stems from just a simple email had the opportunity to go to America um, and I emailed, I followed the protocol, emailed the secretary, grand secretary, so on and so forth. And then got an email out the blue. I think it was um, Justice in Columbia Lodge in Washington. And they said, dear Brother Brian, we look forward to having you. Uh, we are just about to roll out this initiative where any foreign visitors to our lodge, we will give a guided tour around Washington, D.C. W- would you be happy to, to be a guinea pig? And absolutely was fine. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no problem. Didn't know what to expect. Rolled up, met, met this metro station. You'll meet um, a chap, and I forget his name now, but he was very good, about 80 years old. And I was like, oh, here we go. You know, is this going to be, you know, or a history tour? I could not keep up with this chap. He was yeah. 10 paces in front of me all the time. We spent eight hours walking around Washington, D.C. I was knackered, but I had the best time. We yeah. went to the George Washington Masonic Memorial, and if you, if you haven't been there, it's it's amazing. Uh, went to so many historical places with Masonic references. Really not. They didn't have to do that. Someone took a whole day uh, to to do that yeah. and show me around. And you know, forever grateful. I will always remember that. Um, and that was just from a simple email. I think it's important as well. You've already alluded to it, Mitch. That there is a protocol for anyone listening. Who, yes. There's, there's kind of a, an unwritten protocol for visiting within UGLE, which we should talk about in a yeah. moment. But actually, there's a very specific protocol which must be followed if you're visiting a foreign constitution, whether that be Irish, Scottish, mm. USA, any other non-UGLE 
constitution. Steve, do you want to chip in on the on bit of that? Because you do a bit of cross border visiting as well, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, in in Gibraltar, it's it's much easier because we all meet under the same roof, and and so we all visit frequently. So that process is, was done a long time ago, and mm-hmm. so it's not something that we repeat all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this process is there to make sure that, uh, and and it's something we've mentioned this word quite a lot is constitution, and uh, I think a lot of people listening, unless even a lot of Freemasons might know not know exactly what we mean. Um, and I was actually, uh, I'm, I'm surprised uh, sometimes uh, I get, you know, a really senior officer might ask, ask me a question about, about visiting, for example, and say, oh, what do you mean by this? And I'm like, I, I forget that if you don't visit, you don't know these things. Mm. Uh, you, you can be really senior in Freemasonry, and if you don't visit lots of different places, you don't know, and, and that's not a problem. No. But I'd like to highlight that constitution. Yes. English constitution is what we are as the United Grand Lodge of England. Yes. And then you've got other Grand Lodges, yeah. from other countries, like Ireland, like Scotland. But in America, they've got Grand Lodges that are uh, from different states, I yes, believe, that's right, yeah. rather than one Grand Lodge. Mm-hmm. And y- you go to anywhere, more or less anywhere in the world, and they'll probably have a Grand Lodge there. Mm-hmm. And most of them are recognised by United Grand Lodge of England. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the safest bet for anyone listening and wondering how to go about doing this, contact your province yeah. or your district if you're a Freemason, and they will put you in touch with the Chancellery here at UGLE. And the Chancellery will manage that whole process for you. Yeah. So they will reach out to the Grand Lodge. They will arrange everything for you. You just have to get in touch if that's something you would like to do. It's a very easy process. Very easy. Very easy, but it's super important because there will be some jurisdictions, some Grand Lodges where they're not recognised. Yes. And therefore you may be in breach of the rules if you go and visit them without and going through Grand Lodge That's first. why it's so important to check with the Chancellery yeah. team here. And that's why journey. there is a process. And that's why there is a process. Some places yeah. have like a, a Grand Orient and some places have yeah. a Grand Lodge and yeah. one is recognised over the other for whatever reason. So yeah. it's just a case of making sure you go to the right one. Yeah. And uh, and that process, uh, as much as it is a, a, a being stickler for the rules here, you know, you have to follow that process. That process does allow you, like Mitch just said, to meet people from all over the world and wherever you go in the world, mm. in all likelihood, you will find someone who is a brother who will help, who, who will, you know, support your visit and show you around and make your stay all the better uh, for it, for sure. And so, just the, so, just yeah. the opportunities that sort of lead to that. I was on my own and I thought I was in San Francisco and mm. uh, I met this guy, this chap called Mark, very nice, made me feel at home. Uh, he said, what are you doing tomorrow? I was like, I'm just going to take a walk over the Golden Gate Bridge, I think. He was like, don't worry about that. I've got a boat in the marina. It's uh, Fleet Week here in San Francisco, a bit like a raw Fairford Air tattoo. Come and drink margaritas on my boat, if you like. I'm like, absolutely, I will. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> yeah. I will absolutely take you I will you take up. you up on that. What time do you want me? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I bring anything? But without that, you know, it's a simple email turns into a simple conversation. You visit a lodge and then... Again, we've been very good friends ever since. All right, we probably see each other once every two or three years, uh, and we'll talk, you know, not so regularly. But we've got that commonality. We're and very if you ever go friends. back or they come over Absolutely. here, you know, yeah, yeah you, you have a, really do have a friend yeah. on the other side of the world because of Freemasonry. Uh, exactly, and it's, again, going back to, you know, you are alone, so you're probably, you've got your wits about you. You're probably not as comfortable um, being yourself and, you know, putting yourself out there. But actually, the biggest icebreaker that we have as a fraternity is we're all Masons. Yes. So we have that commonality. And that goes above everything. And it's easy. You just meet up. Um, and then you're just, it's just a case of, okay, what can I learn about you? What can you learn about me? And, and it's fantastic. 
So the message is there is a process. You contact your, your lodge secretary. They pro- contact their pr- provincial secretary. They contact uh, UGLE. Then you get the benefits of having friends all over the world. Uh, and that, that is the, the message, I think, of this, of this episode. And I'm, I'm really glad that we spoke about it. Right, guys, it's email time, and this week we've only got time for one, but it's a really interesting one. I'm going to hand over to our special guest host, Mitch. Thank you very much. Uh, Dear sirs and brothers, a very formal uh, start to this one. Um, I hope you are well. Firstly, I'd like to congratulate you all on starting this podcast. I find it interesting, enlightening, and informative. Very kind. I am a young mason at uh, 29 years old. I am entering the ninth year in the craft. I'm a Freemason in Scotland and would be interested in hearing a comparison between the craft across the nations of the UK. Thanks, and I look forward to listening to more episodes. Sean? Yes, funny you should say that. There are things in the works, Charlie. So uh, bear with us on that. Stay tuned. Uh, and I'd just like to encourage everyone uh, to send in your interesting visiting stories, any fun anecdotes. Uh, I'm sure we'll find some time to mention those if we've got some particular zingers. So please send those in. And that's pretty much it for this week. And with our special guest host, Mitch, it's over to you for the end. Well, thank you very much again for listening to this uh, this podcast. Um, do email us with any questions you have to podcast at ujle.org. UK. You can find this podcast or wherever you get your pods and uh, do use our socials uh, to get in touch with us uh, wherever you can. Brilliant. Bye, Bye guys. Many Bye. thanks. See you soon. Craftcast, the Freemasons podcast. The podcast is hosted by Sean Butler, Stephen Watley and James Dalton. The producer is Marta Zandri and the podcast is edited by Trisonic.